you know, addiction, this is kind of, I like to say this because it rhymes, but it's also accurate, but addiction is just my flavor of affliction. Mm. That's it. We all got something. We all use something to fix it, to cope or to medicate or to heal all of us. So that's a basic human formula. Yep. So I think oftentimes if I talk too specifically about a particular drug or a particular thing that I'm missing the mark of how I can provide the greatest good, which is an education, um, in my opinion, of just a human condition. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, small businesses, and people that are changing the world. Each week, I sit down with an entrepreneur, a CEO, a nonprofit director, a community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to use their life to make a difference in the world. My goal is to show you that you listening to this podcast, that wherever you are, no matter what you do for a living, no matter where you've been placed in your life, that you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Wes Hurt. Wes is a father of two boys, a serial entrepreneur, and a person in recovery from alcohol and drug addiction. His love of business, coupled with the desire to use his experiences and gifts for the greatest good, resulted in the birth of Clean Cause. Based in Austin, Texas, Clean's innovative business model supports addiction recovery with 50% of net profits funding sober living scholarships. Being an avid consumer of caffeine, he created a product that he knew would fill a need he had in his everyday life. An amazing tasting, organic, sparkling yerba mate with low sugar and 160 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine per can. Since then, Clean Cause has granted over 2,170 sober living scholarships, representing more than $1,085,000. This was such a great conversation. Wes brings such wisdom to the table. His stories are really powerful. He is a man on a mission. And I love how he has taken his passion for helping others in recovery and turned it into a profitable and purposeful business you are going to love it. But before I get to my chat with Wes, I want to thank our partner of the show, and that is Demain. And I am such a huge fan of this incredible ethical fashion brand. I personally love their crossover sandals. They are so comfortable, perfect for spring, summer, really any time of year where you want to wear some sandals. And I actually have the founder with me, Julie Billingham, and she is just incredible. She's going to share with you her favorite Demain product. Oh, Molly, thank you so much for having us. It is such an honor to partner with you and just have the ability to share our line with some of your followers, people that we know care about who made their products and how they were made. And it's funny that you love our sandals because of course it's our signature product. And you know, when I was in Haiti 11 years ago and we were working with the Haitian people to figure out a product that we could really make that would stand out, that would be something really wonderful for the global community, combining genuine leather with repurposed tires, I mean, that was it. And so my favorite um, sandal that we make is actually the hand-painted slide. And it's my favorite because we partnered with some artists on the the streets of Haiti, Emmanuel, on his team and they literally hand paint a gorgeous piece of leather and it's strapped onto a genuine leather um, upper and then a tire sole bottom. I mean, to me, it's just the most perfect footwear you could own. So 
Uh, that's my favorite products. They are beautiful and so incredible. And so if you are listening and want to snag your own pair of Dumas sandals, you can do so at D-E-U-X-M-A-I-N-S dot com and use the promo code Molly and that will get you 15% off your order. So you'll be looking good this summer when you hit the beach in those cute sandals. Now on to my conversation with Wes Hurt. Wes, I'm pumped to have you. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm uh, having my second clean cause of the day, getting that caffeine rocking. Um, so I'm super pumped to be on it. I am so excited to get to know you and hear a little bit more of your story. Just even in the banter we've been having before I hit record, I was like, this guy's awesome. I think we're going to be friends. So let's dive right in. I want to introduce you to uh, my community. And so give us the West 101. Who are you? What do you do? How did you get to where you are today? Sweet. Wow. Those are some loaded questions. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my name is Wes. I'm from Austin, Texas. I stink and love Austin. I'm a father of two, uh, two boys, June Notice. I'm a serial entrepreneur and um, a person in recovery from alcohol and drug addiction. So your story of founding uh, your current company, Clean Cause, um, is a pretty incredible story. And uh, you found yourself, you know, many years ago, kind of hitting rock bottom, so to speak. And so talk to us about what was going on at that point in your life and what, you know, ultimately led you to get into recovery and then uh, start this just incredible company. Well, cool. Well, thank you. Thanks for the kind words. Um, You know, my journey in, in terms of addiction, and it really started probably about 20 years ago or so, uh, similar to like most people in high school, I was experimenting, picking up, you know, nothing super, super hard, but just kind of the gradual, just drinking, smoking cigarettes, smoking pot, doing some cocaine here and there, but you know, and that's a hard drug, of course, but the frequency wasn't there. So I was truly just experimenting. Like I think most people do at some level, you know, I've said this before, the difference was I didn't stop. And, and so over 20 years, my addiction slowly just went up the stairs, just stair step up and, and grew um, both intolerance, but also um, the types of drugs I use. You know, I have a pretty um, stereotypical story in terms of all the wreckage my addiction caused. I mean, um, obliteration of relationships, um, jobs, finances. You know, I, I've been to six rehabs, one psych ward. It's a lot of different um I have most of the, 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 the research is there and the results were out that it was not a productive lifestyle for me, <laughs> but what that looked like in the last, you know, couple of years of my addiction is when I switched to opiates and um, that's when things really got gnarly, you know, alcohol and even cocaine binges and stuff like that. I was able to um, stay, stay somewhat functional. It was wild. I mean, I would just get out of trouble just enough, get back in the game, sober up. But the physical um, withdrawal and, and the addiction to those substances, in retrospect, wasn't near as great as it was with the opiates. Mm. And so, you know, even if I could take a couple of days in between benders, you know, what I found out after getting on opiates was that was not the case. It was a daily addiction that had to be sustained. Mm-hmm. And um, what started with me popping a single pill, you know, um, went to about 30, 35 pills a day, mm-hmm. uh, Vicodin, you know, then I started adding crack on top of that. And it was kind of like anything I could do to not feel 
was what I was open to do. Mm. And so that could be caffeine, food, but in this case, it was opiates, more opiates. And then you reach a really scary place where the opiates that you're taking don't even get you high anymore. And you know, um, for me, that next step would have been heroin. Um, you know, I've got a really close friend who's a heroin addict, and I will never forget um, him telling me, and this was 10 years ago, he said, Wes, never stick a needle in your arm. Never. He goes, you, he goes just promise me you'll never do that. And um, so I, I reached that place of, you know, total dependency on drugs where the withdrawals made me sick if I didn't do it. I knew I was in deep crap. Um, and, you know, what that looked like in terms of my rock bottom consequences was getting kicked out of my house. Everyone in my life joining in a unified front to not participate in, in me killing myself, essentially. And that meant no contact at all unless it was recovery oriented. Then that also looked like getting kicked out of my own business. I started uh, prior to the one I'm in now. Everything basically was gone. And I was just, I was alone for the first time in the sense where all of my decisions um, were mine to make and there was no one left to manipulate or to leverage. And that brought me into a state of limbo where I ended up, you know, homeless for a couple months, living in a warehouse office with another homeless guy. I would hang out in the cemetery every single day for about, it was about nine months and I was popping pills, smoking crack, whatever it was that I had to get my hands on. Um, but contemplating suicide. Um, mm. And I say that because I know that some of your listeners or people out there who've struggled with those thoughts before. And it's one of the most disturbing thoughts to share with people as well, because it's about the darkest thing that you can imagine on the planet. But that was my reality. And, and I found myself in a state of limbo, essentially, like not wanting to live because I didn't know how the hell I could ever get out of this. And I didn't think I had anything to offer the world, but I didn't want to die. Um, because I couldn't get a sign from the God above that said, it's okay, you can take your life and you're good, whatever that meant. And so I just found myself sitting there of this state of like, I, hopelessness, absolute hopelessness and not even wanting to exist. And so, um, you know, that's what the past looked like. And, and gratefully, it, it brought me to a place to where one night I'm sitting on a concrete floor, I had done a ton of drugs, my heart did something very unusual that I'd never experienced before. And it was, um, you know, regardless of all of the, all of the risk, the, you know, risk taking I'd done in the past, all of the near death experiences, everything I'd ever been in, which were all truly dangerous. I never, ever truly thought that I was going to die from addiction or as a result of drug addiction. Mm. This was the first day ever that I said, oh crap, I'm going to die. And it wasn't in that night that I thought it, but just, I'm like, this is going to take me. That day was the day that for a lot of different circumstances collided, uh, you know, it talks about the universe conspiring, whatever you want to call it. Lots of things happened and all converged at once. And that was day one of getting onto the road to recovery. Hmm. Well, first, I have to say, just thank you for sharing that story. Um, and I know that, you know, you being on the other side of it, you've gotten to a place where you feel comfortable sharing that. But um, having grown up around people in recovery, I know the I, I firsthand know the work that it takes to get to that point. And so I just want to acknowledge that and say thank you for sharing that. Because that is, I think, especially for people in recovery, 
And again, there are so many people in my life who, as from the time I was born till now, who I've watched go through recovery, who are in recovery. Um, and I've seen all the different levels, <laughs> every level you can name it. I've seen it. Um, and so I, um, but I know the power of story that impacts other people in recovery or people who are at the point who say, you know what, I, I think it's time. I think it's time I get clean or I think it's time I get sober. So thank you for that, number one. And number two, uh, you know, just also just sharing honestly how, what that journey looked like for you and how, you know, I love how you, you kind of share how it started out with just like, I'm functioning. It's cool. We're just taking little steps here and there. Um, yeah. And it just escalates. And I think there are parts of that that we don't talk about enough in our society of those little just inching forward, pushing the line, moving the goalpost. Yeah, it's like a it's like a subtle incremental. Yeah. Like little foe. Yeah. It just it's gaining and um and in it and before you know it, it's and before anybody else knows it, it's full blown. Yeah. And it, it's wild how quickly it can manifest, especially with different depending on the type of drug as well. Yeah. Um, and, you but, know, there's so much talk right now about the opioid crisis. And and I will be honest and, and like just raise my hand and say, like, that is an area that I don't know as much about that I. I feel like I should educate myself on a little bit. And so I guess maybe I'm just going to, and I, I realize that you are, you're not the, you know, like the, the, the spokesperson for the opioid no, crisis not, in I'm America. Not, I, yeah. I need to throw my disclaimer out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm not the Oracle of recovery, yeah. the sober prophet, or even a subject matter expert. Yeah. Um, I'm just the dude <laughs> that is, you know, raising two boys, trying to hustle, you know, a cause for good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's, you know, I think you're just your story, I think speaks to it a lot is how sometimes it can man, you know, those things that we hear about, and we just like hear about these things, and we don't put a face to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. When it becomes yeah, no, just it this, this like existential thing or that, that we're just like, Oh, well, this is but it's like, no, 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 let's actually let's talk about the people, the everyday people, like it's, this isn't happening in, you know, small town backwoods, West Virginia or Louisiana or Minnesota. Like this is happening in every city in America, in every state in America, in every, it's, hap it's happening on every street, on every street in, in America. America. It's yeah. the, the level, you know, the blessing and curse that I've been given in the sense of access to stories and mm -hmm. to people feeling comfortable to share with me yeah. their experience across the U.S., across demographics, across specializations and professions, across yeah. socioeconomic, everything. What I realized was very quickly how big this truly was. Mm -hmm. And we say that and we talk statistics, but when it's just like a police officer in the sense of, I, this is a weird connection. Maybe you want to edit this out. Don't know. Let's see if it lands. <laughs> no. but the idea of, you know, a police officer, regardless of your opinion of them and their role and so forth, they're exposed oftentimes to some of the darkest things in society. Oh, yeah. Like, that's their job. You know, they, there's a reason they have the highest, one of the highest suicide rates as a profession. But my point is, is that they're, you know, this goes, they see these things, they interact with these things. These are realities in our environment that we are either oblivious to in denial about, or don't understand like how pervasive they really 
really are. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because you said, you know, you don't, not funny, but you said, you know, Wes, I don't know anything about opiates, you know? Um, but well, I don't know a ton about methamphetamine. I don't know a ton about, you know, Klonopin and drink. What I know is that, and what I believe uh, rather is that the society often focuses on um, the leaves of a tree versus the roots mm-hmm. and understanding that the drug is just a different flavor of affliction, a different coping mechanism, but it's not the freaking problem. That's it. That's just a preference of what I would use to dull my emotions and my feelings. Um, the root cause is much more you know, real, meaningful, complex. It's in the heart. It's yeah. deep. It's not, it's not just a logical decision of do this and this happens and that's bad. If that was that easy, not many people would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, so, so for me, it's been interesting to see kind of how I started to look at um, a, all humans in my opinion are not very unique. We're not. Um, I just don't think we're that unique. And, and in a society where people pride themselves on individualism, I don't mean it. I speak in hyperbole a lot, which is like, look, we all have a heart. We all have a spirit. We all have a conscience. We all have struggles. We all have coping mechanisms. You know, I also say that, you know, that we all struggle with something, you know, addiction. This is kind of, I like to say this because it rhymes, but it's also accurate. But addiction is just my flavor of affliction. Mm. That's it. We all got something. We all use something to fix it, to cope or to medicate or to heal all of us. So that's a basic human formula. Yep. So I think oftentimes if I talk too specifically about a particular drug or a particular thing that I'm missing the mark of how I can provide the greatest good, which is an education, um, in my opinion of just the human condition, Yeah. you know, man, preach Wes. Preach. Well, uh, I don't I love know. It. I don't know. I just read that on a blog. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I no, didn't, but no, I don't so, need much. <laughs> no, that's so good. And oh man, I could do an entire podcast just on that topic um, in and of itself. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head right there is so often we look at the the leaves of the tree and we don't look at the roots and, you know, and that kind of leads me actually to talk about this incredible business you've created with uh, Clean Cause and how you know, yes, you're creating a product that's sold in the store, like Whole Foods and Walmart and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to get into that. But there's a purpose behind it. And so much of that purpose is you are really looking to, you know, help people who are in recovery, but so much more. And, and this is just kind of from what I know of you and, and doing my light to moderate internet stalking is that you have this passion to get to the root and to figure out what is it that we can do as a community, as people um, who are, and I love that you say, we're not all that unique. And you're so right. You are so right. We are, we all struggle with the same things. And, um, you know, I'm a person of faith. And so I, I come from seeing just the way that God created us is that he created us as his image bearers and as his image bearers, like we are all created with this innate desire to be part of something, to be part of a community. And when it's not, it's not something we had to choose to acquire. Correct. It is, it is inherent. It it's is innate. Built, it's already there. It's in our it's DNA, there. every little bit of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so I know that that is something that is really on your heart and to, to get to that route and to help support people at all stages. And so um, that, that leads me to the question of 
What led you to create this company? And for people who maybe who have never heard of uh, clean drinks, talk to us about what they are and how you got you know started with this this company. Yeah. So I first I would say that you know I feel that I've always been an entrepreneur in the sense it's a really cool word to say and it's really like it's there's something fantastic about it. Like who is it? He's elusive. So I kind of just <laughs> like the yeah. idea of being unique when we just talked about not being unique. Um, anyway, I still like it, um, but the idea of you know I, I tell people that entrepreneurship chose me. I didn't choose it. Yeah. And and um, so, but to that to that end is I've always pursued learning and experiencing like, you know, if there was a lemonade stand idea when we were kids, I was trying to figure out what flavor sold the best, what signage would work the best, whatever it was. Like I just, for some reason, I would take these things and try to go further with them in my brain. I don't know necessarily yeah. why, but um you know, so I, I always kind of had this inherent desire and passion for entrepreneurial ventures. And, 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 you know, I wanted to, when I was getting sober and even, you know, I'm looking for purpose. I'm like, dang, okay, the drugs are out, but what am I going to do? What do I have to offer? That's not, you know, under the influence, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, um, do I have any creativity absent drugs? Do I, you know, can I do, am I inspiring? Can I create all of those things? I was just sitting there going, what the heck? And, you know, within months of getting sober, I, you know, I call it just, I guess, the gift to have a flicker of uh, inspiration in, in me. And I, I explained it as in my stomach, kind of, I was like, wait a minute, man, I can use my story. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. That's what I know. Wait a minute. Um, I love business. How can I marry these two things? But I don't want this to be just optics. I don't want, you know, this PS crap, which is like, you know, 1% for the planet, which is, which by the way, is noble and admirable. And I do appreciate that. I'm just saying for me, I needed it to be more demonstrative, more explicit because A, I, I wanted something that was not just optics. B, it's about really creating impact. And the impact for me was to create a business model that could be sustainable by consumers' purchases while um, accomplishing and empowering the cause and the initiatives with, uh, with profits. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of like you can have your clean and drink it too. That's <laughs> like what I've been striving for my entire life. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that it's going to come in a more meaningful way versus just my selfish interest, which was, you know, that purpose and product can exist in the most powerful way. And what I find interesting is that capitalist and, and the greed-driven society, wh whoever that is, and I'm just making a generalization, doesn't even understand the power of the human spirit. Mm -hmm. That if you want to make money, appeal to the human spirit. Mm. And so I'm saying just purely as a capitalist, I'm speaking to something that you cannot engineer Yep. because we spoke to it. We all have human spirits. We all have these innate feelings and desire to belong. I think we have a desire for things that are more fulfilling and, and the idea of contentment is what we aspire to, even if we don't call it that. But how that all manifests into was this idea of the yin yang of product and purpose. And then with that in mind, it was, you know, you said something interesting earlier and, it, and it, it's cool because it kind of triggered a thought for me. And it's not to, to say that what you said was wrong, but it's to clarify my position of what clean was. You said, Wes, there's purpose behind it, mm -hmm. you know, what you do. And what I like to say, or the way that I would love to say moving forward is there's purpose in front of it. Mm. You know, this, this company started on a mission. We did not have a product. We did not have a brand name. 
The mission was to help people in recovery. And then we were going to say, let's do something radical. Let's give half the profits away to support people. Is mm. it viable? Don't know yet. Doesn't matter. Let's go. Mm. And so, so that was kind of how the concept was birthed. This idea of marrying my experience that I could use for good with my passion for entrepreneurship and to, to drink the clean aid, so to speak, to build this virtuous cycle and this model that just might freaking work. Mm-hmm. And, and then with, with the, the hope that it can inspire other people that are missional and driven and have hearts for purpose-driven ventures and professions that, that you can make a great living and help a ton of people at the same time. It's possible. And for me, until someone shows me a better recipe for business or you know, a profession, I'm rolling with that. And so, you know, to me, it's, it scratches all the itches. Yeah. Um, you know, what's crazy is it's like you don't become a drug addict, run 20 years of destruction, go through all of this heartache, cause a ton of heartache to find your calling. But you do. Yeah, you do. It's insane what happens. It's like I couldn't even imagine orchestrating something like this that manifested something that like I could never have designed, but that gave me all of the joyous activities and heart driven things that I want out of life. If I'm going to have to work for a living, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I almost had to lose my life to find it. Mm. I had to almost, I had no purpose forever in darkness to be able to see the contrast of light so clearly. Like to me, it's the greatest freaking gift I've ever been given. And I never would have been able to tell you that. And no one would ever ever plan 20 years of destruction to find your dream. And like, you know what, I'm going through a ton of crap still in my life. You know, um, you know, I've just gone through a divorce. And, and I share that because I got sober, uh, not planning to get divorced, like sobriety or recovery, the whole idea is re it's about rebuilding. It's about reconciliation. It's all these things, but life keeps coming. And it doesn't mean my motives or my ego didn't get in the way. There's I'm just a human being trying to figure things out as we go. But um, what I'm clear on is what our North Star is. Even when I get lost, sometimes I go, no, 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 no. The North Star is the North Star. And that's purpose. And if you're driven by purpose and you focus on qualitative things in life, the quantitative will come. It's not happy horse crap. It will. Because it's what resonates. They are the principles that stand the test of time that people are undeniably attracted to, but you can't just say it. You have to hold. And what I found is there are so many things and I know I'm kind of just going on this tangent, but it's just, no, I love it. Keep going. (laughs) You know, it's this thing that I, I look back at so many times in in metaphor I would use or analogy, whichever one I kind of suck at those. I don't remember what it is, but is, is like, I'm a fish with this lure that comes across right in front of my face. And I'm sitting there and there's so much of it looks great. And then there's a hook right behind that flashing piece. And what I've found in my life is when, in, in, and I failed a lot at this too. Let's be really clear. Even over the last six years, I've failed tremendously. But where I've stood on principles and just pushed away this attraction of some immediate gratification or something that I think I wanted the world to see, almost every single time later down the road, I was so stinking grateful because that decision was vindicated in what became in the manifestation of principled decisions. Yeah. 
And it's not compromising the 50%. No, we will never change that. I don't care if you're Coke and you want to freaking buy this because now we're tapping into the hearts of America. Get lost. Mm. This is about impact. And if you could only realize that if you bought or invested in this brand, the rest of your brands would be looked at with more endearment mm. because you are not just a multiracial group of people in the middle of Central Park playing guitars, trying to connect with one another. You are speaking to the human spirit. Yeah. It, there are things we don't understand because we think in human ways. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is real stuff. Yeah, it is. And, and, um, and I know the power of it. And that's why I'm so insane about it because I've seen it and I'm not going to stop. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, I'm just clearly I'm inspired and I get on these flows. No, I love it. How can we move more quickly? How can we help more? How can we inspire other businesses to adopt a similar model? Yeah. You know, I've never thought there was a better time in American history to innovate the way that we look at capitalism. Absolutely. And capitalism to me is great. It's not bad. Can it be horrible? Absolutely. But the kicker is this, you can use capitalism for good. You can also look at the idea of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yep. Do we have to be socialist or do we have to be, you know, you know, conservative? It's like maybe you can extract the good in each of them and try to balance them properly so that all people based on your free right and will to purchase a product can vote with a dollar to back an initiative that is close to your heart or not. And to me, just on one side, political note, which I'm not very political and I don't want to be, which is very simple, which just speaks to a dollar versus a vote. Yep. A dollar is way more powerful than a vote will ever be. I literally say this on, I would say of 250 plus podcast episodes, my listeners are like, we know exactly what you're about to say. Is I say, is like, it's, it's a quote by a woman, a woman by the name of Anna Lap, Lappy. I think I'm saying her name right. Um, And her quote is, you vote every single day uh, for the world you want to live in by the way you spend your money. Every single day. You know what's weird is we hear these things like that that are absolute truths. They're truths. Like you're going to die. You're going to lose your hair. You're getting older. You you you're, you can be empowered with the. I mean, those none of those were positive. Maybe we could come up with some positive stuff. Maybe you get wiser as you get older. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but we run past them. What? Why? Why can't we keep truths right in front of our eyeballs to guide us through the day? Yeah. What happens? We'll read an adage or a quote, and, and it's so inspirational. We'll do a meditation, maybe even prayer. You know, walk out the door. Someone's parked in my parking spot. What the hell are you doing there? <laughs> and it's this this like immediate abandonment of this renewed um, sense of what's right and real that I abandon for my own pride, ego, or whatever it is. My my point of saying that is is like, what would happen if that we actually, you know, if I let me speak myself, if I actually demonstrated these values and principles in my actions more consistently than not. Hmm. in the aggregate of of a world that's based in principle and really holds through with those actions is is the greatest hope in my mind for um for the world outside of spiritual intervention there's nothing we're going down i'm not going to bs it i don't you know i am optimistic i am and i'm going to do whatever i can with my life and my gifts and my resources but it's my opinion that the us and further is not getting better it's getting worse and I think there's a degeneration that will continue to happen. But that doesn't mean 
there's not inspiration. There's not space for grace. There's not hope. Um, there's not light at the end of a tunnel. It doesn't mean any of that. It means there's even a greater opportunity yeah. to yeah. contrast with truth and principles and and things that actually matter because they have more value that that uh, goes beyond the, the Porsche and and um, the mountain homes. Which, by the way, I do want one mountain home. So. <laughs> I, I, I I am a capitalist, guys. I am. It's like cool. 50, you know, it's 50% profit, not a hundred percent. I want half of it. Okay. Um, you know, which, which leads me to less philosophical and more practical in the sense of what we actually do, which is, so we, we created a beverage. Um, and again, our brand's clean cause. Our lead product is a sparkling yerba mate. It is a, a we, we have it in low and no calorie options. Um, it's, I like to, it's, it's clean energy. It's a clean pick me up. It's got um, 160 milligrams of, of organic caffeine from Yerba Mate, and it, it's really approachable of tastes, great flavors, and, it's, uh, and it won't make you feel like junk. And so I'll, I won't sell the product any more than that, but I would say, you know, try it for the cause if for no other reason and come back for the quality if you like it. Yeah. But, um, but it's a product that um, can stand on its own two feet, uh, independent of the cause. And that was critical um, for the model as well, that we have a spine. We're, we're bold. Yeah. We're not looking for handouts. We're looking to compete. Um, we are looking to take Red Bull, Monster, Coke, all of them out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is the goal. And, um, and we look to do that with great people driven by purpose, empowered by profits. And we're going to freaking do it, you know? And so, yeah. you know, in terms of our give back initiative, I get, again, I get excited. I just go down these little rabbit No, holes. I love it. <laughs> um, so, so again, just to be clear, it started on our, our company started on a mission and that's 50% of our profits support recovery from alcohol and drug addiction. Our specific give back initiative are um, clean kickstarts. They're sober living scholarships um, for folks that are transitioning uh, off the streets from jail or a rehab. Um, it was really meant to be a, like a space for grace or an opportunity in a safe environment to focus on establishing a recovery routine and uh, hopefully securing a job. Um, we're big advocates of self-sufficiency and, and, and believe that self-esteem is, is accomplished and, and had by doing esteemable acts. <laughs> and so, you know, you start there and start to build that um, self-confidence in a safe environment where you can start to take ownership more of our lives. And mm -hmm. so really it was a practical need um, and a gap in the continuum of care that we saw that was really early on that you just, you know, if you go back to the environment you were in right after getting sober and feeling some real inspiration, which most of us do when we get out of rehab, we're like, hell yeah, new lease on life. Boom. I go right back to the same environment. You know, my light, I lose my wallet and damn, I'm beat down and I want to drink, you know, mm -hmm. and not all of it's that simple or that easy. But the point is, is it was really meant to be super practical. You know, to date, we've given over, we've granted over 2,000 sober living scholarships, wow. uh, representing over a million bucks. You know, I'm really encouraged by the start, but, you know, it's a, it's the tip of the iceberg. I, I want to be clear too that, you know, clean cause is, is not the solution for, for recovery and addiction, but we're going to be part of one. And um, it's going to take more people. It's going to take more profits. You know, people don't like to talk about the word profits because it's so nasty. You know, it's so greed and stuff. And, and I do. I, you know, I want to create billions in profits so that we can meet, make demonstrable impact, that we can invest in the right activities and the bright minds and people that oftentimes are tasked with focusing on raising money when their gifts is about the cause. 
um, you know, which speaks to kind of one of my tangents about nonprofits, which is the problem is they don't make profit. And so they're, they're not sustainable, uh, but you might want to edit that one out because there's a lot of nonprofits that are badass. So I got to be careful with my absolutes, um, <laughs> my, my hyperboles. Um, I'm not even sure I know what hyperbole means. <laughs> Somebody said it to me the other day. They're like, Wes speaks in hyperbole a lot. And I was like, huh, I'm going to have to go Google that later. <laughs> uh, so but I think it's exaggeration. It is. Like, yeah, you just exaggerate. That's okay. We, I, we all do. It's fine. Well, some do more than others. And I think that's me. So anyway, but uh, anyway. Look, see, I even have to like speak in hyperbole about hyperbole. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. But um, yeah. And, and you know, one one cool thing about our, an additional cool thing about our brand is that, you know, we're, we're a, a, the cause is relevant. We actually really, we all experience or know someone that struggled with it. It affects us all. So that's one thing. But two is, when you purchase our product, we actually give where you swig, mm. which is a tagline internally, mostly, which is if you purchase it in Portland, we give back to your community. Mm. The Silver Lake Scholarship goes to someone in need in your community. You are directly impacting your community and the U.S. as a whole. But it was a cool initiative where we wanted to empower consumers to know that their purchase was going to a greater good and it was impact that was relevant. So we're a national brand with a local impact. And so that was, yeah. it was a cool day when we discovered like, wow, that will make it even that much more meaningful for folks and that much more specific and relevant because yeah. it's so, it's in their face, it's in their space, it's there in their yeah. community. I'm going to take a quick break from my chat with Wes to thank our other partner of the show, and that is Mama Suds. I'm such a big fan of Mama Suds. I've been personally using her cleaning and household products for years now. If you have followed my blog or listened to this podcast, you know how much I love them. Michelle Smith, the head mama at Mama Suds, is a genius, and the way she has formulated these clean, plant-based cleaning and household products is incredible. And her newest one, the Extra Strength Oxygen powder is phenomenal. It is a bleach alternative that actually works. Okay. Our clothes here at the farm, they get dirty. Okay. It is hot in North Carolina. We get sweaty. We're outside playing or we're in the garden or I'm mowing the lawn or we're playing with the turkeys and the chickens and the ducks and the guinea fowl. And let's just say our clothes get dirty. Okay. And this stuff is amazing. It gets our clothes clean, smelling good. And I love that I know that we can use plant-based natural products that actually are effective and work. And of course, as usual, because Michelle is a genius, there are multiple uses for the product. You can use it as a scouring agent when you're cleaning on any non-porous surface. So you can get yourself some of this at mamasuds.com and use the coupon code MOLLY for an extra 15% off. That's M-O-L-L-Y at mamasuds.com. Now back to my chat with Wes Hurt. I love especially how you said that, um, you know, you kind of just clarified what I was saying when I said that there's purpose behind your brand. And you said, actually, the purpose is in front of it. And I had no idea that you had developed the idea for the business and the purpose for it before you even had the product, which I think is awesome. Um, and I have to ask, like, what led you to choose a sparkling beverage? Like, what was it? What yeah. was like, you know what, that's going to be it. Yeah, two things. One's like, I guess they both could be selfish. But one, the first one was, is I like caffeine. 
Yeah. Um, I personally like caffeine. In a lot of it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I like a lot of it still. But I never ended up naked in Belize drinking too much caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. I did with other things, though. But, um, <laughs> you know, the hey, you got to laugh a little bit. Or I, you love just cry. I love it. I love it. You know, so so caffeine was important to me. And, you know, when I first got sober, I was drinking coffee and all these things, which I still drink a little coffee or whatever. There's good time for any beverage out there, but outside of alcohol for me. But anyway, um, the idea that, that uh, you know, I wanted something that had a better function, quite frankly, that didn't make me feel like crap. And you know, I'm not some like caffeine scientist that's going to try to snake oil pitch your viewers that it's just better. It is for me. It's better caffeine. I don't feel like crap. I don't start getting sweaty and like, ah, I've had too much coffee. And so when I found uh, Yerba Mate specifically, I was like, dang, this is an ingredient I can get behind because it functions and I know it does. So it, it, it gets, so that was one reason, selfish. And then number two was, I've said this before and I'll just, I, it's, I don't want to reinvent this, the saying it's, it's, Big problems, which is addiction, and all the things that touch a society that require big solutions. Right. In my opinion, big solutions require big money mm-hmm. because you want to get the right people, the right resource, and everything. And so we needed to create a product that would sell a lot of and sell in a market size that was big enough to create enough profits to actually do something meaningful. Yeah. And so, you know. For all intents and purposes, we're a substitute for energy drinks, for coffee, for all of these. In aggregate, those categories, 20 plus billion, 30, 40 billion dollars. Energy drink market, 15 billion specifically. So we're playing in the space where if we can gain even 1% market share over years, we can create hundreds of millions in funding. And so it was important that we had a product that had enough margin DNA, a high margin DNA, so it could be highly profitable yeah. in a highly or in a large, large enough market. And so it was really an economical and practical decision to play in there outside of just wanting better caffeine myself. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's so good. And, you know, now you've gotten it in Whole Foods, which is awesome. And, you know, on walmart.com, Amazon, Instacart, and obviously online at cleancause.com. What is sort of on the horizon for you? What do you I mean, I I love that you're like, we're going to take out the big guys. Um, we're going for it. Um, oh, it's happening. You know, so what's what's sort of next for you? What what are you focusing on the rest of 2021 and then 2022? Yeah, so really, you know, post pandemic, but not post, but we say at least the acute the first year, which is weird now. But you know, that first year, it was really about stabilization. Um, it was really about focusing our efforts and understanding like, where can we win? Where can we grow? Uh, considering the, the current environment. And so really it's honing, it was honing the plan. It was getting um, really awesome people on board. We hired a former president at Red Bull for, he was there for 20 years. He became our president. I mean, the guy knows how to scale big things. Um, We've just been blessed with amazing people. But what that looks like in terms of the rest of 2021 is we're going to be developing out our nonprofit, which is uh, the Clean Cause Foundation. Um, You know, we don't know of a single place that everyone well, that if you asked a hundred people, how do I support recovery in America? People would, they, you know, maybe 10 would know. Maybe yeah. they don't know where to go. There is no American Cancer Society. There is no COVID. There is not one that is ubiquitous to know of one of the greatest societal problems we've ever had, a centralized place where we can go to help. So that's part of our mission 
is to get funding quickly and to put it into action. This is less about advocacy and more about action. Yeah. And so um, the nonprofit will be developed out. That was also a critical part of the yin-yang model that I envisioned, which was the nonprofit will be the steward, the trustee of the allocation of the funds. It's imperative that the integrity of this cause stand the test of time and be galvanized in consumers' minds. Because outside of that give back, we are bubbles in a can. Mm. And we are not wanting to compromise this because of all the greatness we think it can do outside of me and the business. It can do so much good if we don't compromise the integrity. That also looks like product innovation. Um, I can't tell what the new product is, but we got something awesome cooking. And it is, it's going to be game on with the big boys. Um, This was kind of our way to get into the business, start to understand how it works. We still have a fantastic product line. We're excited about it, but we're going to come alongside and add to the arsenal. And that will be launching uh, January or Q1 next year. We also have a couple of very big celebrities um, that we've been negotiating deals with um, that are celebrities that know how to hold the cause in a way that's respectful and not hijack it, um, Mm. that that they have missional hearts and that they can reach the masses. And we are really close on inking a deal that will change the game for us. It's a very big name and it's just unbelievable that we're even at the table here. So that will happen this year and it will be announced um, sooner rather than later. So, and then beyond, you know, look, what can clean not work on? I mean, six years ago, this is just a fun way maybe to bring it home. I was sitting there with these really, really rich investors. They were like one of the largest investment firms in the Southwest. It was a young crusader walking in with some idea. Uh, you know, were all the drugs even out of my system by then? Not sure. I'm pitching this concept. I'm kidding people. They were. But, um, you know, but I said at the very end, they said, Wes, this is an ambitious dream and, and a model and very cool. And then I go, oh, I go, that's not it, though. And I clicked the final slide and I put uh, clean branded diapers and baby wipes and stuff. And they said, what the hell is this? And I go, I go, this is the future. This is what it is. I was like, you know, this knows no boundaries. It, it knows no borders. It knows no category restraints. If the integrity of the cause and impact are real and it becomes that way in a demonstrable way where lives are being changed through consumers purchases and that's undeniable to them. What can we not do? Yeah. Mm. And so um, I'm really excited about the future. I'm grateful for the present. And, um, you know, and I have two boys, like I said, I tell people now, you know, even in the midst of so much grief, I have so much hope. And I have, you know, the, like I said, my Jude notice, you know, I say be squared these days, be squared babies and biz and the biz is my purpose. The babies are my purpose. And, um, you know, I'm just going to keep going give this everything I got because I'm, I'm really clear that you don't live long. I am. I'm clear that I was given gifts for a reason and I want those out of my heart and my head so that it can be used for the greatest good on this little planet before whatever happens afterwards, this life. So that's kind of where I'm at. So good. So good. Wes, this has been fantastic. Uh, For the listeners, I will have Wes's information along with how to shop clean cause. And uh, when we get off of this, I'm going to go order myself some to put my beverage fridge in my garage because I'm middle class fancy and I got a beverage fridge. (laughs) You know what? You know what, too? And this is how rude I am. How about we on the fly do a discount for your listeners? Let's do it. Of 30% off their first order if they put purpose at checkout as love it 
has the discount code. By the way, people, that was true. We did not plan this. We did not plan this on the fly. But we do have a can with the plan. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm writing it down. 30% off first purchase. Um, Give it a shot. And that's only at cleancause.com because Amazon doesn't play like that. (laughs) I know. And we want to buy directly from you anyway, because we don't want to send somebody back to space. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, Bezos is listening. (laughs) At all times, always. Wait, never mind. He's in outer space. They don't have a signal. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, now is the part of the show where I ask you just a couple of fun, quick get to know you questions. Um, So, Wes, are you ready for the get to know you round? I am ready-ish for the get to know you round. Don't, don't, don't you worry. Don't even stress. All right. Question number one. For when the movie about your life is made, okay, who do you want to play you in the movie about your life? Damn. I would, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is too good looking and he's a different type of looking. So I can't get him. Um, I have a funny story about him, actually, just really quickly. I, t- I was sitting there one day in a, at a meeting and there was a lady sitting across from me and she'd already told me that um, she was lesbian. And, and it, we, we were just having, and I go, she was like, if you could have anybody, who would you have? And I go, Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, actually, he's the only guy I think I could maybe go gay for. And she goes, she goes he's the only guy I could go straight for. And I was like, what the crap? Anyway, sorry, that's boring. You can edit that out. Um, but but the uh, so who would I have play me? I don't know. Cause you know, I have a hard time seeing myself and knowing who I am. So I really can't answer that. I don't know what I'm like. I'd see like a Dak Shepherd. That's funny. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I mean I'd be thrilled to have him do it. I, I mean, like that's that's kind of like you you kind of give me Dak Shepherd vibes. Well, well, maybe you can reach out to him and, and, and be like, hey, Dax, you know, I think you should play Wes when everything's done in 30 years. Yeah. Not, yeah. You know? I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. okay, question number two. If you had to eat the same meal for dinner every night, rest of your life, what would it be? I mean, pizza. Pizza. All right. What's your topping choice? Pepperoni. All right. I like it. Basic. Sausage and pepperoni. But there's a particular place I go. I'm really psycho. All right. And it's in Austin. It's a small place, blah, blah, blah. But it's like. It's Everybody's the best. got the place. It's the best, dude. Sorry. The best. There's only one best. No, I like Here. it. It's the place I know. So that's it. I so like it. Good. It's a good close second. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. What was your favorite TV show to watch growing up? Hmm. My favorite TV show to watch growing up. You know what? I don't know. That's a weird one. I haven't heard. I, I didn't watch a ton of TV. Honestly. Oh. So you I was out. You were just but, outside par- all the time. Partly because my parents wouldn't allow me to. Um, <laughs> but but also to yeah, I honestly I don't know. That's a weird question. That's I have to right. think that through. That's all right. Don't no worries at all. There's not always an answer What's to your question. Mine growing up, mm, I was like a like I loved uh you know like TGIF. So like Full House, Family Matters, Sabrina yeah. the Teenage Witch. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't if I did love those and you triggered that love for them, I don't think I could admit it on this. One. No, it's okay. It's all right. It's yeah. a secret. I'm like Miley you. Cyrus. Or- <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then Wes, I think I know the answer to this question, but it's a question I ask all my guests. And that is, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? Passion. It means uh, that all of the crap will hit the fan. It means that all of the trials will come at you. That's mm-hmm. a given. Yeah. Will you stay in the game and trudge forward with purpose is the question. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I know that my passion uh, for business is what has enabled me um, to endure 
divorce, yeah. you know, time, passion for life, I guess, even divorce and all this passion for my kids. So what I would say is biz, life, whatever it is, passion, mm. find it. And you hear that a lot, but it's like, don't find someone else's passion for you. Don't find someone else's passion that you think you should have. What is your passion? Yep. What is yours? And then find a way for that to weave in to your life, your career or whatever that is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I will say that one thing too, in terms of your passion and, you know, sometimes people are like, well, dude, I want to give, or I want to do this or come back. You know, it's like, you know, I was growing up, I had this whole idea of wanting to be a missionary. I always had a heart for people, uh, in under, you know, third world countries and so forth. But my point of saying that was, is that I know this isn't the, the final question yet. <laughs> no, it's, okay. it's out of control, but I just got to tell you this and you can edit it out. <laughs> This this thing, because it is powerful to me when I think through it, um, you know, I was like, I want to go to these places. I want to help people that didn't have stuff. I always had a heart for people who didn't have as much or whatever that looked like. And my dad, um, I said, dad, I want to be a missionary or whatever. And he said, because Wes, you can be a light wherever you are. Mm. And he goes, and he goes, it's right there. It's right here. And so my point is, is find your passion and don't look to say, I have to go do something new today. You don't infuse the passion into what you're doing already. Yeah. Because you can wherever you are. And that might lead you to be in somewhere that's it's even more explicit and it takes more of a front, uh, front, you know, driver's seat. Cool. But just know that it's there. You have it right now, wherever you are. Mm. So so good. Wes, this has been truly an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for sharing your story and your passion and purpose. And uh, you're awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for hosting this and doing what you do because it helps us reach the masses. So, um, you know, I'll throw out some good vibes that we can touch a lot of people and keep rolling. Friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. Find me on social media. I'm at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast when you're sharing the show with a friend. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives for past shows featuring so many incredible entrepreneurs, business owners, community leaders who are changing the world. If you are a regular listener of the show, Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Overcast, Stitcher, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Click that subscribe or follow button. To click that button means you will never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you take a moment to just leave a review? Would you take a moment to maybe share one of your favorite episodes with a friend? Leaving a review, sharing the show with a friend, It is totally free for you. And it is the biggest help for me in the entire world. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. It just also helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is impacting you. As always, this show is produced by the incredible team at Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose.